0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Shots from the Winchester podcast brought to you by Greencastle Consulting. I'm your host, Al Green, and today we're talking to Alex Kanachi. All right, you've been with, how long have you been with the company?
1: Um, I started as a Skillbridge intern back mm-hmm. in January, okay. um, and then I became a full time employee in a- April. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. So you've been here for
0: a year. Over almost, yeah, we're yeah, close. Almost a year. Yeah, so a year. that's pretty cool. So we're having another Meet the Gacker episode, obviously. And uh, we're going to get into a little bit more of a conversation. He just got married. He's got this awesome suit on, you know. I thought he was about to sell me a car, you know. <laughs> but, like, I, we got to talk about this, too, obviously. We got to talk about this suit. So um, let's get into, like, when you uh, you just got married.
1: Yeah, September yeah. 2nd, so just a few weeks ago. So um, we got engaged uh, January of 2022. Nice. Um, so we had been together for a year at that point. Um, I got, we got engaged, actually, we, we masqueraded it as a, um, a Christmas photo makeup, or we were going <laughs> to take family photos, nice. um, cause people were a little bit sick with COVID that, uh, uh, that, that year prior. Yeah. So that she didn't realize that we were getting the whole family together. We had a photographer there. And so it just seemed very normal. Yeah. And then, uh, I surprised her. I mean, her mom was in on it. She knew what was going on. Her brothers <laughs> knew. Yeah. Um, so we surprised her and, and did the proposal you oh, know there oh, wow. so we actually had to capture that with a photographer and everything That's so that was awesome. great um but that that was january of last year um fast forward uh to september of this year so about 18 months and uh we did our wedding in the dominican republic actually oh, wow. yeah yeah nice. so kind of a destination wedding mm-hmm. um originally we were going to do it in indiana mm-hmm. um logistically it just became a little bit more challenging which yeah. sounds silly but realistically mm-hmm. speaking um the dominican was actually easier for yeah. us and uh my 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 wife grew up in the Dominican. Um, yeah. Her family's been down there for a long time. I mean, she went to middle school down there. After college, she lived down there. So, uh, yeah, it it meant a lot to her to do it down there. And so uh, when that part of the conversation came up a little bit later last year, mm-hmm. uh, we decided to make the pivot. And so spent 12 months planning the wedding in the Dominican
0: nice man
1: yeah that's yeah.
0: fun man. a nice destination <laughs> wedding and another good thing about a destination wedding is that you can kind of limit your guest list a little bit oh, <laughs> oh yeah because um, yeah because yeah. that can get crazy like a lot of people I've, I've like I said I yeah. filmed weddings for a long time so I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of different dynamics mm-hmm. and seeing a, a 400 people wedding yeah and then I already know the numbers from the catering company right. how much per plate Mm-hmm. those people are mm-hmm. and it's amazing how how people can afford some of these yeah
1: i mean our our wedding at one point when it was in the states it was mm-hmm. trending over 400 people and <laughs> when we made the pivot down to um down to the dominican mm-hmm. you know it significantly reduced um i'd say we 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 had 170 down there which is yeah. still pretty substantial for a destination wedding like that yeah um but and it was perfect i mean i got to spend time with everybody Throughout the weekend and and, you know it gave us the chance it was a quality over quantity kind of situation with with regard to the people and we had plenty of events um, Throughout the weekend between you know welcome cocktail a golf scramble pickleball boat um, The wedding itself. I mean It it was just you know time on the beach I mean there was so much to do with so many people and people were free to kind of treat it as their own vacation you know they got to you know they got to play golf or go to the beach or go shopping or do whatever they want attend the attend the events don't attend the events just enjoy yourself be there for the wedding please yeah Uh, and the reception (laughs) um but otherwise it was it was fair game and so everybody really got a chance to um just really enjoy it and to see this special place for my wife that she truly truly loves
0: now i i do want to address something um this suit that you've got on right now <laughs> is so sharp, man. Like, I honestly, I came in, I was just like, are, am, is, are we selling the cars? Yeah. What's going on, right? But this is a really nice suit. And you yeah. had your suit tailored,
1: yeah. right, for the no, wedding. This uh, this, mm-hmm. this uh you know, he's become a friend now. His name's Caleb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elevated Citizen um, mm-hmm. is his company, uh, and he does just custom pieces. Nice. Um, he started out with a store, and it just grew to, like, his clientele, and he just... The store's really closed now, Mm -hmm. and he just does uh, custom jobs. So he made my tux for the wedding. Um, He actually made this outfit, stole it from the wedding weekend as well. (laughs) Nice, Um, nice. But we curated that together. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's really, really phenomenal. And uh, he's been working on another piece for me right now for my sister's wedding coming up next month. Nice, man. Yeah. Well,
0: that's a good shout-out. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah, Caleb, uh,
1: Elevated Citizen, Indiana.
0: Uh, I used to shoot uh, weddings for about 15 years. Oh, really? Yeah, I I shot weddings for a good long time, and... uh, I was very much a uh, proponent of the first look. We I think it's like, a good look,
1: especially because you do all the photos before. Like, right, we right. Didn't, we didn't take a single formal photo after the wedding. That's like, awesome. It, we went. Yeah, yeah, We got to actually go to the cocktail hour, enjoy mm-hmm. the cocktail hour, enjoy being with our friends. Yeah. I mean, it, we had oh, dude it so We had a fucking cigar roller down there. Yeah. That was awesome. We That's we dope. brought a bunch of like American bourbon down there too. That nice. Was, oh,
0: That's the best, man. Like, oh, we. One of the yeah. things I said like. Um, First of all, wedding traditions are yeah. medieval, right? you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff you don't have to do. Mm-hmm. you don't you know uh, the best man was the best fighter, all right right like, so At the wedding you're not having to battle anybody in mm-hmm. you know, life for for to for to survive the, to you know right. to marry your, your wife, right so you don't need that, and then the the bridesmaids all used to wear white, so you could confuse who the bride was Oh, I didn't know that yeah. So that, because people were trying to kill these people. yeah, (laughs) So (laughs) that they didn't get the land. (laughs) Yeah. So, so it was a problem, right? Um, So there's a lot of traditions that just don't, you know, have to do. But we just do it because of the formality of it. Sure. You know, and um, one of the things that always bothered me was you wait almost till the end of the day to see each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, this is your day. You guys should be together the whole time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would have been tough because we... Our wedding was at 6 30 p.m mm. like it was a late wedding i mean we didn't realize because we were trying to time it with the sunset yeah but we moved locations after we had kind of set the time oh. um, so initially we would have had the sunset behind us but mm. we f- were facing like you know directionally the opposite direction and that threw everything off so it was uh. actually i was in the middle of reading my vows and mm. i wrote in cursive small in my book and i'm like trying to read it i'm like having the hardest time yeah and thank god the people in the back that were working there like recognized that and they yeah. threw a spotlight on me oh, during it, like yeah. a you know, very light spotlight, but I could actually read it. That was, That's yeah, because yeah, yeah. we, I, I'd say when we finished it, yeah, it was, the sun was down for sure.
0: So like, you were like probably in that civil twilight ENT space. yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly. hard for a photographer for sure like oh, yeah. cuz i know once that sun starts to go down oh, the, lighting the color temperature changes completely changed and then you have to make so many adjustments on your camera in yeah. order to really get it right i don't know how yeah. to get it yeah, yeah i really don't know. they were
1: <laughs> they were incredible like that's some, great. the the pre videos and pictures we've seen i'm just like nice mind blown with nice. how, how they were able to capture it so well so that's
0: awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. big
1: big win big win for the team
0: yeah the boarding school situation. Born, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. Started started young. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, when I was ten years old, um, mm-hmm. I attended a boarding military school, mm-hmm. and it kind of started um, the path that led, I guess, in a weird way here. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my mother was uh, was on a trip into Indiana to visit some friends. Um, passed a billboard. I mean, back in those days. I mean, this was early early two thousands, like two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, she saw a billboard for this military school, uh, came home, hopped up on you know hopped on the desktop with the dial-up internet, mm. um, got in and learned more about this school, and it just sounded like such a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, shockingly, my parents were very supportive. So at 10 mm. years old, I uh, I left home, started military school in Northeast Indiana um, at a school called Howe Military School, um, wow. and then that really just. Kept rolling. I ended up um, at another military boarding school in Indiana, uh, mm. not too far away, uh, called Culver Military Academy. Oh. Um, and that's when my family completely relocated from Ohio to Indiana because mm. they figured, hey, this this kid isn't going to come home. I mean, he's going to he's going to be gone, you know, forever <laughs> at this point. So they relocated to uh, small town Culver, Indiana, fifteen hundred wow. people. Um, but it was you know, right there next to the academy. So um, mm. I went to school there. My sister came in behind me. Wow. Um, the girls side of things is not a military school. Mm. Um, so there's Culver military Academy for the boys and then Mm. Culver girls Academy for the girls. Mm. Um, so she went to the girls' school. Um, my mom started working there. Uh, she's been there for 17 years. Uh, she runs the the dining hall for the, for the entire campus. Uh, so it's become a family thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, that really just, that put me on this path toward the military. I mean, at that point, you know, Mm -hmm. being at two different military schools before I was even 18, um, the lights for West Point started to kind of go off, yeah. and um, you know it went through college advising, and I ended up at West Point. I mean, it wow. was it was kind of uh, kind of a perfect transition from one to the next. So you were at ten years
0: old, driven to do this. Oh yeah, I mean, wow. uh,
1: military service runs in the family. Uh, yeah, yeah. Both both my my cousins, uh, my male cousins, were were uh, in the military. One in the Navy. He's still serving. Uh, uh, he's enlisted in the Navy. My other uh, cousin was in the Guard. Mm. Um, but you know, you, almost every male in my in my mom's side of the family um, has served going all the way back to the American revolution. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's, that's some deep history, man. Yeah.
1: It's, it's truly, truly remarkable to, to look back at that lineage yeah. and, uh, you know, to know there's a, such a rich history, um, of, of service because yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and, uh, it's not necessarily all career. I mean, we've all done different shapes and sizes, and different services, but, uh, giving back, um, mm-hmm. to this country has always been at the forefront of our family.
0: That's amazing. Um, and you mentioned West Point, yeah, and now so that means I don't know a lot about West Point, so sure. don't, 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 shoot me, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys get the tall hats, yeah, at the yeah, end those of parade that, hats. yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty, pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly. <laughs> gnarly,
1: yeah, the tar bucket they call it, that's no, the hard bucket, that's a tar, tar, like tar, oh, tar bucket, tar bucket, hat, tar bucket, oh, nice, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm sure some, some history to it, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was such a unique experience compared to, um, what a lot of my friends coming out mm-hmm. of, uh, Coming out of high school, yeah. um, transitioned into The way, the way I saw it for myself, um, going from Culver Military Academy to West Point, it was like going from the minors to the majors. Ooh. I mean, our my high school was completely, when it was founded, it was derived off of West Point's model. Mm. Um, I mean, West Point was opened in 1802. My high school was opened in 1890, 1894. Mm. Um, so, there was already about almost 100 years there of practice. Like, all right, this yeah. system works, and so. Yeah. Um, you know, going from one to the next, it was just, just a lot more. It was just Mm. bigger, more intense, but nothing was necessarily, um, wildly new. Um, but it, it certainly pushed me to become the best version of myself that I could have been. Nice, man. That's really cool. Couldn't have done So
0: I have a question rolled out for you right here. Yeah. For someone watching this episode who might be thinking about West Point, what advice, warnings, (laughs) Mm -hmm. accolades would you give them for, from your experience?
1: Sure. I mean, First and foremost, if you're not ready to give 100% um, and then some, um, don't waste your time. Mm. Don't, don't waste the Academy's time. I mean, if you want to be there, you know, you got you to want it 100%. Mm. Um, to caveat that, though, if you're committed, mm-hmm. every person there is committed to making you better every single day. Nice. I mean, the, the professors, the TAC officers, um, every, every person in the supporting staff I mean, they truly care about your development and your betterment. And nice. so if you're willing to put in that effort for them, they're willing to put that effort in for you. Mm. Um, and it's you know, it's not going to be your normal college experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. What your friends do, you know, go into a no, you know, normal university. Mm-hmm. That's not the lifestyle you're going to have, but that's not what you're signing up for. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're signing up for a place that is truly um, going to make you into the best leader mm-hmm. and the best person that you can possibly be.
0: Coming from West Point, did that give you the the leadership qualities, um, moving into your career afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, would you say that, or would you say that you built some of those leadership qualities over time?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, like just going to West Point, is not Mm -hmm. like the end all be all. It's not like I went to West Point, so I'm awesome. Like that's not at all how it is. It's, it's a much, you know, you, you reap what you sow. Um, so there's every opportunity to, to practice different leadership approaches and styles. I mean, Mm -hmm. I look back to the way I led in college versus now, yeah. there are marked differences and it should mm. be that way. I yeah. mean, that's your opportunity to test things out. Find out what works, what doesn't work. Learn mm-hmm. from those who are great leaders, or you can learn, there is there is a lot to learn from somebody who's not so great of a leader. Yes. You know, you learn that, so those things that, hey, I probably shouldn't do that <laughs> when it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, it, it definitely is, I think they wanted to call it like a leadership laboratory. I mm-hmm. mean, it is truly a place where you can develop yourself um, to your, to your highest potential. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, it falls back to that. You reap what you sow. If you're not willing to put in the effort, the time, make those sacrifices, you're not going to get as much out of it as somebody, Mm -hmm. um, who's willing to do those things.
0: Right. And that's one of the things that I I learned a lot about on this show, especially we talk Mm -hmm. a lot about leadership. One of the things that is really important to understand is, um, how to, how to fail gracefully, you know, because like, once you once you learn from something, or even if it's someone else, yeah. you, you learn from their mistake. Right. That helps you to be stronger, be better, be more mindful, especially with your uh, subordinates, if you want to call them subordinates, or like yeah. the people that are under you.
1: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, that they at West Point, like failure is a part of daily life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's how you respond to that failure. Can you can you fail forward? You know, Absolutely. continue to make progress and learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. and to keep moving forward. I mean, that was something that was drilled into us early on was, um, you know, I'm not too concerned about if you make the, the right or the wrong decision. I yeah. just want you to make a decision because that's the only thing. Like, indecision is the only thing worse than making a bad choice. True. And so, you know, they, yeah. they really forced you uh, to, to weigh all your options and make the best decision in that moment from your foxhole. Mm-hmm. And if that's right, wonderful. If it's wrong, you know, mm-hmm. that's a bummer. But, you know, at least you made a decision and mm-hmm. you kept moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And from that, right. you actually um this sounds awesome but I'll get this from you as to see how awesome it actually was but you spent three years of your service in Italy
1: I did yeah Yeah. that was my first duty station yeah so um yeah after graduation I went Mm -hmm. down to Fort Benning um as an infantry officer um did my initial you know basic officer leader course ranger school airborne school all the the typical infantry pipeline um Mm -hmm. for a lieutenant a young lieutenant and then uh In uh, summer of 2015, I wrapped everything up, and I headed out, um, I was actually on my way to Germany. um, Uh. So my orders kept getting bounced around between Italy and Germany, and by the time I finally left, um, I was on my way to Germany Mm. um, to join the 2nd Cavalry Regiment, Mm. and when I landed in Ramstein, everybody's name is getting called to go on the different buses to the different bases all over Germany, because Ramstein is rather centrally located, and my name never got called. Mm. Um, And I go up to the sergeant there, and I'm like, hey, uh, sergeant, can you... Fi- help me figure out where i'm supposed to go you never called my name just don't really know what's going on right pull out my orders it says i'm supposed to go to graph mm. Wh- what's going on here and he goes in his computer he's like no no sir your orders have been changed and i was like what do you mean he's like they changed today
0: oh. and
1: you're going to italy oh. hotels across the street flight leaves tomorrow have a Ooh, great day wow. and i was like wait a minute my household goods are on their way to germany my wow. car's on my way to germany i have like two suitcases and a and a duffel bag here <laughs> And I went to Italy warning. and so I, yeah, I'm the next day I was on a plane to Italy. Um, you know, spent the next three years there. It took three months to get my car and my household three goods. Three months. Three months. Yeah. What? Yeah. So that was, um, you know, that was, uh, that was an experience, but, wow. um, I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better unit to start with. Yeah. I mean, truly, um, remarkable, remarkable people. I yeah. mean, to be around so many, so many young lieutenants that, you know, were, so much better than me. And just, I could really learn from not to mention the non-commissioned officers, you know, the, the company grade officers, the field grades, I mean, yeah. truly phenomenal people with, right. with phenomenal talents that I could, you know, learn from daily. Yeah. Um, and that I think, you know, made me into an even better version of myself when I left there.
0: Nice. That's yeah. awesome, man. I, I love that you, um, your journey started at age 10.
1: Yeah, yeah that
0: <laughs> set the course. Set the whole course for you. Mm-hmm. So you're, you've you been working at GAC for uh, almost a year now. Yeah. Um, does that mean you're out of the service?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was actually, I was medically retired um, mm. in May of this year um, against my own wishes, mm. um, which many people thought I was crazy uh, yeah. for, you know, like it was early retirement. Mm. And, and people thought I was silly for doing it. And I was probably a one in a thousand case where I said, no, I want to stay. Um, and you know, the, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder Mm. that doesn't really jive with the army that well, you know, long-term illnesses and that. So, Mm. you know, I fought for as long as I could. Um, I I was told I got diagnosed Mm. with an autoimmune disorder two weeks after I graduated West Point. I was down at, I was down at, at Fort Benning trying to start my training early. Mm. Um, there were a couple opportunities that were being offered. I was there literally two three weeks after i graduated i found out i was sick yeah and it just started this whole move of now i'm not just serving i'm now fighting to stay in the army Mm. and so i spent the next nine years battling that um but yeah toward the end there i just um yeah i lost i lost my case at the med board after many appeals and waivers and stuff but uh I got nine years when I shouldn't have even got nine days. Wow. eternally grateful for all the opportunities that the army gave me. I got to see the world. Yeah. Um, You know, they sent me back to grad school. Yeah. Uh, They, 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 they built me into the man that I am today. Yeah. And and I couldn't have done that without all the, the leaders, people that cared about me, that guided me through my time in the army. I mean, it truly created this person that's now in front of you today. That's
0: great, man. That's really good. I appreciate the. Um, the service that you've put in especially nine years i only i served three and a half so yeah, you know it's all time <laughs> time, is that, time, time is time man. Time time. yeah and uh, that that's that that's remarkable and i was in the first cab division in fort hood mm-hmm. yeah that was my uh that was my permanent duty station when i got mm-hmm. out uh or when i got out of right. ait uh if they even still call it ait <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i'd say this this year has been has been a year of change 2023 mm-hmm. i mean it was um you know, getting out of the army was not easy, even though mm. it was an inevitable thing I knew was coming. I like, mm. I had May 3rd, 2023 on my calendar Yeah. realistically for four years. I mean, I knew mm. that this was, this was the final end date when my waiver would expire. Yeah. There was very low, little chance that there was going to be anything else that happened, any sort of cure mm. that would come out. Um, yeah. so we're still hoping, still waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, this year we, you know, we got out of the army, my, my wife and I, we got married, mm. you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, started an internship here bought a house in Indianapolis completely mm-hmm. relocated and uprooted our entire life from Fort Bragg North Carolina to Indianapolis Indiana wow. um, you know we're we're both surrounded by family again I mean mm-hmm. my wife and I were both from Indiana she's from Indianapolis I'm from northern Indiana yeah um, so I mean it's been a complete change and then yeah. to fully immerse myself in Greencastle and to become you know a full-time employee here mm-hmm. um, after my Skillbridge internship I mean I I landed on my feet. And again, yeah. I have to I have to thank the Army for putting me in a position where, you know, they allowed me to leave early to do my Skillbridge internship. Yeah. They, you know, they they supported me through that. Um, and Greencastle, from the day I started here, they've been in my corner. They've had my back and they've really supported me through that transition, which was mm-hmm. truthfully very difficult for me. I mean, yeah. especially for somebody who didn't want to leave, mm-hmm. to have to say goodbye to all of that, um, you know, something that you truly... it it, it wasn't a job it it, it was it was a part of my it was who I was I mean it's since 10 yeah 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 I mean mean, mean, it it, it truly people would ask me all the time like you know don't you you know don't you think you're gonna get burned out or I'm afraid if I do that for my kids they're gonna get burned out and Mm. and and maybe that's true for Mm. some people but for me it was it you don't get burned out from breathing it's (laughs) it's the way (laughs) it's the it's what you need to survive it's it's your way of life and the army for me was simply my way of life and Mm. granted it wasn't a career there's plenty of people that do far more time but I mean it was mm-hmm. my number one priority for a very long time yeah
0: yeah yeah well we're happy to have you here but I'm here now I mean <laughs> I landed on my feet I mean I, yeah. I hate to end that on a sad mm-hmm. note but I mean truthfully no, like no, good, um yeah. you know I, and I owe
1: it to a really great friend shout out to Amy Sanchez one of West Point classmates yeah. uh you know I was getting close to transitioning out and um, I reached out to her just for some guidance mm-hmm. uh maybe a little bit of coaching some support some change management um <laughs> and uh you know she's like why don't you just take a look at this, mm. you know what I mean? Think about it. Maybe just do the internship, mm. see, and I, and I mean, from the first day I started here, I mm. was hooked. And yes. I mean, I just, I love the culture, the people I'm around. Um, I feel like, you know, I left my army family and came into the Greencastle family. Nice. And that's, that's been a great, great part of this transition.
0: Nice. And that's one great thing about this too, especially if you're in the military and you're transitioning out of the military into a civilian world like this, it's a radical difference, honestly, yeah. like it's a, a a huge Mm -hmm. difference depending on where you're where you're going where you're at but um with the military culture and the Mm -hmm. the 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 family oriented um uh energy we have here i think it's an easier transition to come into a place like this which is veteran owned veteran operated we all have that same mentality but we're also civvies mm-hmm. you know yeah no, no, no. you're <laughs> you know? totally right you're yeah totally right. and, and th- I, I think that's a great transition i think Skillbridge is a brilliant um oh, it's, addition it's to coming out i didn't have a skill bridge coming yeah, out i mean
1: the newer newer thing
0: yeah, yeah. i but I, I at least i had a plan coming out which was good you right know, sometimes people don't people have don't, a plan yeah. and that's that's hard that, yeah that's really hard because you don't know what you're stepping into mm-hmm. you don't know what skills you have that translate into civilian right. skills right and operators no, and things like that
1: that can be super challenging yeah
0: for sure um getting close to the
1: end of the show here. Yeah.
0: What's on can you talk to us about some leadership skills that you've acquired, you've learned over sure, over sure. time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I you know, there's there's always a little you know, kinda of tool bag they say, that you kind of develop mm-hmm. over time. Um, I guess two different concepts. One, um, there was a mantra I started kind of gathering while I was going through Ranger School. Mm-hmm. Um you know I, I had asked some of these guys that had recycled a few times they'd been there i'm like dude how did you make it here mm. um and honestly one of the guys just kept saying yeah you know, just just be a bro and so like <laughs> let's make it a little more politically correct a little more inclusive mm-hmm. there so just be a good person yeah um so be a good person read the room mm. be value added those mm-hmm. three things that's 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 my guiding mantra through yeah. my time in the army and it's really just followed me they can be applied to anyone anywhere you mm-hmm. know be a good person just treat people with respect the golden rule um just be kind yeah. compassionate generous you know, mm-hmm. read the room, look around you, like physically look around you and yeah. like, who's around right now? What can right. I talk about? What can I talk about? But, mm-hmm. but just what does the team need mm-hmm. right now from me? And then finally be value added. Just, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It could be, you know, doing the dishes after a party to help clean yeah. up. It can be, you know, carrying the weight when it's, you know, when it's heavy and you're the strong guy that's there. I mean, mm-hmm. we all have a role we can play and it's not defined immediately. Like you can mold yourself into the role you need to fill. So yeah, yeah be a good person, read the room, be value added. Um, and finally when it comes to you know leading teams mm-hmm. people will go to the end of the earth for you mm-hmm. if they know that you actually care about them you show yeah, them compassion absolutely. kindness generosity like I was talking about mm-hmm. I mean I remember the first experience I had um when I became a platoon leader talking to my soldiers and we had a couple things go missing and we were having some problems and you know I, I had already started to develop a small rapport with them just over the, the course of a month mm-hmm. that I'd been there and you know, I'm 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 a young lieutenant, freaking out. There's property missing. I don't know what to do. And they just looked at me and like, we got you, sir. Mm. We'll we'll take care of you. And it it hadn't dawned on me until that moment mm-hmm. that like they knew I cared about them and I would have done anything for them. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to return the favor in any way that I needed to. Yeah. And, And so, you know, I think that's what drives a lot of the culture here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we know that. That Joe and the SLT, they care about us yeah. and, and, and our team leaders and our engagement leaders, mm. they truly care about us. They're not just here to, you know, make a quick buck and turn things over quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they care about our development. They care about taking care of us. Yeah. Um, and so when people know that you care about them, mm-hmm. they will do anything for you. And so nice. that's, what I would, that's what I would take away. Take care of your people and they'll take care of you.
0: It's not just about, oh, you're the leader. You should just know what to do. Mm-hmm. You should just know how to handle that. It's, it's, it's not always that easy. It's not yeah. always that cut and dry. Sometimes we need to think together, Right. you know, and it's important to get the people who are smarter than you mm-hmm. in a lot of avenues right. to be able to get those jobs done. So, like, you can't be everything. You can't right. be with your hands on your hips like you're super no. whatever, you know. You, you've you got to be able to pivot, listen,
1: understand. you got to be approachable. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it has to start with a conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if you're not approachable mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and people won't come and talk to you. Yeah. So and that's as a leader, you know, it's challenging sometimes because we can't be reactive. You know, we mm-hmm. can't, you know, tell our people, hey, come to me with anything, we'll work it out. And they right. come to you with bad news, and then yeah. you freak out about it. Like you got to be able to sit there mm-hmm. and and let them let them tell the story, let them let them finish, let them get it all out, and then mm-hmm. okay, now let's work on it. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's not to say that you, know, you can't get mad at the people that we work that work for you. And like you know, sometimes you got to just situational. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like mm-hmm. you got to correct people sometimes. But at the end of the day, it's you got to start off by being approachable, being able to kind of relate to that person. That's where that compassion side yeah. comes into you know, understand from their foxhole. Maybe this was the best decision they had at that time. Mm-hmm. But from your position over here, you're like, ah, maybe that wasn't the best. But you yeah. can see the whole battle space, whereas they only see that little little piece, right? You know? So, um, yeah, yeah,
0: good stuff, Alex Kanachi. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. And I appreciate it's you been a minute too because yeah. we've been trying to get it on there, yeah, since um, June. <laughs> yeah, yeah, since June. So like, I'm so happy we we're able to yeah. finally get this uh going today absolutely yeah thank you that's so much yeah. yeah anything else you want
1: to say to the audience before we go um not i mean yeah thank you I, thank, yeah. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity i mean yeah, yeah thank you yeah. to green castle thank you to the army my friends and family that supported me all the way here i mean nice. i could not be here without the many people that 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 helped bring me along the way so nice just nice. thank thank you gratitude yeah that's what i got
0: thanks for tuning in If you found this content to be useful and entertaining, do us a favor and hit the like button. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You can stay up to date with new episodes that we post every week. See you in the next episode!